0: Should all the acquaintance be forgot and never come to mind? It's time for the All Lang Syne. It's December 28th, 2018, and we are capping and wrapping up the year, kids. Happy New Year to everybody. And Jay and Michaela, it's always nice to follow your show. I hope you guys have a Happy New Year. And I heard some of your New Year's resolutions. Good luck with that, Jay. No social media? Come on, man. You can't even get by an hour without tweeting or posting something. I want to see how you're going to keep that resolution. We've got a great show today because it is the last show of the year. And here we are broadcasting at Channel Q in a pretty much empty building. We're in this huge tower on Wilshire Boulevard and the building is basically empty, but we're here and I've got a couple of extraordinary guests coming in to talk to me about the top stories for 2018 because really, you know, how we're setting the stage for 2019, a lot of it's dependent on what happened in 2018 and what a year 2018 has been My producers were kidding me here because I think I said last week I'm going to try to not talk about Donald Trump for the whole two hours. But then I realized, how can I do that? Because he, for good or for evil, he was the source of pretty much all evil for 2018 in my mind. So how can we not talk about Donald Trump? It just won't be very many positive things to say about Donald Trump. In fact, I can't think of anything positive to say about Donald Trump. But we have two extraordinary guests We've got Karen Oakham, who many of you may know. She's been on the show before. She is the walking LGBT Wikipedia uh, here and across the nation. Karen is, uh, uh, she'll be on the show in about uh, 10 minutes, and uh, she is a longtime journalist in the LGBT community. Uh, I met her many years ago when she was writing for Frontiers News, and of course she went on to work for LA Blade and various publications, but Karen has been covering the LGBT community for over three decades, and she just, you know what? She knows everything about everything. I'll say that. And then for you youngins, I've got Rance Collins also joining us this uh, morning. Rance is one of the co-founders of Bros for Hillary, and he's young, and he's gorgeous, and all that. Look him up. On your social media you'll see we've got beauty we've got beauty in the studio today beauty with the beast uh, and he is going to be talking about from his perspective the highlights of 2018 and look at all the stuff we can possibly cover I mean we had the mudslides in Montecito we had the Parkland Florida school shooting which launched uh, student activists uh, all over the country Um, We had, of course, the U.S.-China trade wars, the terrible migrant family separations, the special counsel investigation. You see, all this stuff revolves around one source and root of all evil, and that is Donald Trump. So how can we not talk about 2018 without talking about him? Of course, the ongoing homeless crisis, the Oscars are coming up, and Frances McDormand, inclusion writer, demanding equality and parity for women all over Hollywood, Of course, Judge Kavanaugh's hearings, we had the migrant caravans coming up from Central America, the Dodgers made the World Series. We won't be covering a lot of sports, kids, unless Karen knows a lot about sports. I pretty much guarantee you neither Rance or John know anything about sports. So uh, hopefully Karen, the lesbian, will have a couple of things to say. Black Panther, breaking all records along with Crazy Rich Asians in Hollywood. The Blue Wave in 2018. The borderline bar shootings in the California wildfires up in Ventura County and Malibu. Let's face it, 2018 was just one heck of a year uh, with a whole lot of disruption and negativity. But it was also a great year for... LGBT people, because, uh, look, we took back the House. That's a big thing. Um, you know, we had a historical electoral victories for LGBT candidates. So we now have two members of the U.S. Senate, Tammy Baldwin in Wisconsin and Kristen Cinema in Arizona, and eight representatives in the House of Representatives. That's amazing, including the first Native American uh, out of Kansas, Sharice Davids, now a member of Congress, Native American and lesbian, and our first governor, Jared Polis, in Colorado. So that's all big stuff. Of course, the administration, Trump administration, continues to attack transgendered people all throughout the year. And that you can pretty much fingerprint right on Mike Pence. He's the, the brain behind all that activity. Supreme Court dodged the masterpiece cake uh, uh, issue earlier this year. But people in Massachusetts voted to keep trans protections in place. That was another highlight. And uh, believe it or not, Trump actually did uh, appoint and was confirmed uh, Rick Grinnell as the uh, openly gay ambassador to Germany, which is always interesting. Um, and then, of course, Attorney General Jeff Sessions is gone. Somebody dropped a house on her because he was trouble for LGBT people. But he's gone. Um, who knows what the acting I love this the acting attorney general and the acting chief of staff and the acting head of department of defense and a whole lot of people just acting the roles of actual governance because Trump can't yield even an inch of space to anybody so we got a lot to cover so I look forward to the next two hours with the incredible Karen Oakham and the incredible Rance Collins and we're going to be yapping and chatting All about 2018 and looking forward to a happy new year with all of you. You're listening to Sidebar with John Duran here on Channel Q. You're listening to Channel Q, broadcasting in San Francisco, Sacramento, Los Angeles, Palm Springs, Las Vegas, Phoenix, and our newest city, Houston. Happy New Year, everybody. And we're going to be doing Queer and Review now, and covering the highlights of 2018, and I'd like to welcome my two guests. Uh, First, uh, would I I do age or beauty first? Who should I go first? (laughs) I don't even know how to define that. I've got my long-standing friend, Karen Oakham. we've been pals for 30-some years, and she is the walking Wikipedia of LGBT world. Welcome, Karen.
2: Well, thank you. I don't know if I'm walking Wikipedia, but I like the alliteration.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we got the darling Rance Collins, uh, Bros for Hillary, uh, and the voice of the younger LGBT community. Welcome, Rance, as well. I don't know if I can take on that hat, but
3: I'll, yeah, I'll try to. Yeah, you can.
0: You can, okay, Rance.
2: Cool. Yeah. He's cute. He's cute. Yeah.
0: See, <laughs> even the lesbian thinks he's cute, kids. Even the lesbian thinks he's cute. Uh, yeah. Stop it. Yeah, yeah. Stop it. <laughs> so, welcome, guys. Well, god we have so much to talk about and we got two hours and where do we start where do we start with everything that happened in 2018
3: it was a really long year can we just start by saying that it was
0: a really long painful year painful year there
3: was yes
0: yeah january we started out with the women's march i don't know about y'all but i was down there at the women's march in downtown la with melissa etheridge
2: you mean the women's march the day after the inauguration or this year this year
0: Yeah, the repeat, Uh because obviously it started in 2017 when uh, Donald Trump was uh, inaugurated, and then we we did it again in 2018. And I guess, uh, are we doing it again next month? Actually, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Yes.
3: I haven't heard anything. I think I I was seeing some stuff online about it. Oh, cool. So we'll,
0: we'll do it again. But I mean, that was where we started. And of course, the historic clash between Brett Kavanaugh and Dr. Ford, I think that ate up a lot of time.
2: Well and, and you know, brought triggered a lot of people, but certainly brought sexual harassment so to the fore that everybody was talking about it and you you know, you had to pick a side. But mm-hmm. I mean the audacity of of the Republicans calling in this DA from wherever the hell she was, Arizona or someplace. To sort of ask the questions because they didn't want to look Oh
3: like the misogynists as, misogynist they, as they, they are. The
2: hearings. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Until you know, until finally they said, Oh never mind.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <us just> go <laughs> go at her. And did you get the sense
0: halfway through she kinda like gave up and said, You know, I can't even do this. Uh, that's what I got a sense of watching her.
2: Well, I don't know if she gave up so much as she could see where the Republicans were going, but I think the Democrats, I think Kamala Harris, uh, you know, Amy Klobuchar, who might, both of whom might run Run for for president, president. Yeah. yeah, and Cory Booker, of course, might run too, but I think that they were very precise in their questioning, but... You know who I thought did a really good Brett Kavanaugh was Matt Damon on <laughs> Oh, my now. gosh. Matt Damon was <laughs> you know? so
3: funny. Did
2: you see my book? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I like beer. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it, it made light of something that's very, very uh, not only difficult to talk about, but is kind of getting, um, you know, lost the definition of what is sexual harassment and, right. and sexual abuse. Right. I mean... Uh, now any touching any uh, well you saw what just happened with uh, Kevin Spacey uh, you know he he's now um, been a, accused of groping in, a
0: teenage boy in a bar when yes, he was feeding him cocktails allegedly yes and well, say allegedly because these are just allegations well at this and point. Not,
2: not only that but the description is so strange he's a straight guy who was texting during the whole thing texting his girlfriend mm-hmm. Because they'd gone outside uh, and uh, Kevin Spacey asked this uh, this busboy to, you know, come home with him. And the busboy said no, uh, this young 18-year-old guy. And so they come back in, nice Nantucket bar and restaurant, go to the piano bar where there are all these people around. And that's when, allegedly, according to the complaint in the police report... um, Kevin Spacey allegedly unzipped this guy's pants Uh-oh. and stuck his hand in and started right. groping him um, okay. with all these other people standing around, by the way, who apparently knew what was going on but didn't intercede. The young guy didn't say anything because it's where he worked. and he Well, that happens
0: to- every day. I mean, come on. That's what it's hard to believe. Some of this, right?
2: Well, I mean, this is why. I'm it's... sorry, an
0: 18 year old straight guy with a girlfriend. Somebody's reaching for his crotch, pulling his zipper down, and he doesn't scream out or protest or say something.
2: Dur- standing in a bar with other people in around. Public. Yeah. So, I mean, now Kevin Spacey. Let's be clear, <laughs> you it's, know, He's not <laughs> has well, it's... a lot of charges against him, and right. the criminal charges in London. So you know, let's not paint him as an angel or anything. And he
3: did also have the creepiest Christmas video of all time. Oh my god,
2: as Frank Underwood. I didn't see it. What was it? Well, he comes. It was
3: weird. What was it, Rance? Well, I mean, well, he was in his kitchen, and it was like kind of like he was being his character from House of Cards. Maybe he is his character from House of Cards, Um, Frank Underwood. Yeah, name of the character. Um, And uh, I, I don't even know what happened while the video, it was just like he he was talking and he was creepy and it it was odd it was yeah, a very and odd situation yeah he kept situation. saying
2: you want me back yes. <laughs> you know? yes. wow. if i did this you wouldn't care you want me i mean the thing about frank <laughs> underwood that's so strange on christmas about eve is that wow. everybody knew that frank underwood did it yes so <laughs> you know? so this is he's also a character
3: on television I know. it's not accepting a real-life person's actions.
2: Nor is it an apology. No. It's sort of underscoring, you want to know whether I did it or not, and here I am as Frank Mm -hmm. Underwood, and guess what? Frank Underwood did it. He was a snake. So it was very, very bizarre. That that is bizarre.
3: It's interesting that, uh, you know, the Kavanaugh hearings and everything happened when they did, because that was almost a year exactly after the Weinstein... uh, all the Weinstein stuff went yeah, down. the
2: whole Me Too movement.
3: So 2018, in large part, maybe was building up to the Kavanaugh hearings because Me Too and Time's Up was kind of, I think, the major story, overarching story, maybe besides whatever was going on with Trump and Russia right. of the year. Yeah. Because this whole year we've been talking about our actions and how we're supposed to approach people and touch people and talk to people um, who we might be attracted to or not. Attra- I, you know what I'm saying? I do. So. And,
2: and it's very difficult when you think, of, for instance, what uh, what's happened to Eric Baumann, uh who was the openly gay chair of the California Democratic Party. Um, he has been accused of inappropriate touching uh, which has been called sexual misconduct and mm-hmm. sexual harassment and sexual abuse mm-hmm. in other uh, by reporters and other people talking about the story. Um, and, you know, talking about uh, these two... It started out with these two young women, straight women on a bus, going to an event, and apparently uh, 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 Eric thought that he was kidding around saying oh are you two together and it's okay if you are you know are you a couple and i don't know but allegedly some you know some sexual innuendos came out Mm -hmm. and the two young women took offense to this which is a whole other thing to talk about in terms of a reaction to that maybe being homophobic but you Mm -hmm. know having somebody suggest that they're together as as if that's a bad thing
3: it's kind of like we spent the whole year trying to figure out where that line is.
2: That's a, He's under investigation now, but nobody was waiting for the results of the investigation. He was forced out. He has resigned mm-hmm. after his almost entire life serving the Democratic Party. The inappropriate touching is like coming up and giving a back massage to somebody who is in a group of people. You know, I mean, it's...
0: We got to wrap, Karen. We got to go to commercials. So we'll pick that back up when we come back. Uh, We're talking about 2018 here on Channel Q.
1: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
0: we're talking to lgbt wikipedia story and karen oakum and bros for hillary rance collins here uh wrapping up 2018 year in review and we were just finishing up with Eric Bauman uh, issues and him leading the California Democratic Party to where we are. But let's look at where we are, the California Democratic Party. Gavin Newsom, the incoming governor, obviously a champion for marriage equality, Woo. the incredible Ricardo Lara, the first statewide LGBT elected official in our state's history, insurance commissioner.
2: Well, and let's consider how he got there. I mean, he was outspent. Yeah.
0: And, you Why even when he was an aide to Marco Firebaugh in the state yeah. assembly when Ricardo uh, yeah. was just a legislative aide and to watch him go from southeast L.A., from family of immigrants, up to a statewide elected office.
2: And and it's there amazing. are there are a lot of young people who are coming off the bench and getting involved in politics, uh, you know, at uh, deputy levels and working their way through, uh, you know, working their way up, you know. And
0: this is a good question because I have never asked Rance this. Rance, why did you start bros for Hillary?
3: I mean Oh Back in 2016? Yes. Well, to clarify, we're now called Bros for America because we (laughs) did have to morph. Um, But uh, we started, my friend Nelson and I started uh, Bros for Hillary in January of 2016, uh, or either that or like February 1st, right when the Iowa caucus happened, because uh, there was this uh, very strong contingent of bros who were Bernie Sanders fans. Who were being, um, I'm not trying to be divisive in any way or restart 2016 fights, but they were being very uh, mean (laughs) to Hillary Clinton and sexist to Hillary Clinton uh, supporters. And so we wanted to create a group that showed that there were guys who supported Hillary Clinton. (laughs) And so we did bros for Hillary and uh, we ended up getting, you know, a ton of members. And How we, many followers? You ended up with thousands. We have of... like 15,000 members. That's amazing. And, uh, we have our own podcast and stuff now, Bros yeah, yeah. America. But um, uh, yeah, after the election didn't go our way, we decided you to morph flew, and just flew support. You New York
0: for election night. You were hoping to have a historic celebration. Yeah, right? they
3: gave us tickets to the election night oh. thing. And I was there on the floor. Very sad. Apparently, yeah. CBS showed my face at one point, looking really depressed, yeah. on November eighth, twenty sixteen. Uh, but uh, yeah, we um, we have helped organize uh, phone banking and door knocking and and uh, you know all sorts of uh, different little events. Uh, but Watch parties, things like that just to bring out the you're a vote.
0: young LGBT activist. And to get invited and up to Hillary Clinton's uh, election night party show gives
3: me hope. And I will say when I met her last year at her book signing for what happened, she did. Um, we there were a couple of us who helped run the group who were there together and she knew exactly who we were. And she said that she was excited about hearing our new podcast, and she referenced another member of our group by name who she had met like an hour before. Wow. I mean,
0: how cool is that?
2: Do you mind if I ask a couple of questions? I love The journalist is
0: coming out. The reporter is coming out. Go for it, Karen.
2: Well, I mean, the way that you set this up is that it was in response to the Bernie bros who, Mm -hmm. you know, I can vouch for, attacked me. Yep. Um... But what were you what did you see in Hillary? What were you for Hillary? I mean, because a lot of people said she was just such a terrible candidate. And, you know, was like the lesser of two evils, you know, in terms of her and Trump. Yeah. (laughs) Why why (laughs) were you supportive of Hillary Clinton?
3: Well, I have been a uh, supporter of hers for a long time. I Uh, I love Obama, but I wanted her to win the primary in 2008, honestly. Um, Why? 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 I think that some of it for me may be a little bit of a personal history just because um, my dad's family is all from Arkansas and uh, my grandparents knew the Clintons when they were in the governor's house there. Um, and they got their Christmas card all the way up until their deaths.
0: 2008, you were 19. You were a teenager, weren't you? Yes, I could vote then, though, <laughs> Hello, John. Hello. No, no. I love that you were 19 and politically active. That's the inspiring part.
3: Well, thank you. Um, but, <laughs> no, One no, no. can um But, uh but specifically this time around, I just thought it was so clear that there wasn't anybody else who had ever been that qualified before. And there wasn't a single attack that I heard about her that didn't seem to be rooted in misogyny, didn't seem to be rooted in sexism. And I think as a gay man, and probably the reason why she has the support of so many LGBT people, I, the attacks that she got... Remind me so much of the way that people, um, the way that people uh, s- uh, look down on us because of this one thing about us that we can't help, and and Hillary to me kind of represented uh, a fighter who worked past all the systemic um, barriers that were in her way.
2: Oh. Well, except for the election,
3: except for the election, I mean, which she, she did the win the popular, popular vote.
2: Popular vote. How do you think that she's been handling it? Because there, there is a question in the Democratic Party about whether she should reemerge and it, offer advice. Is there a question? Or, I thought it was like eighty yes. percent of Democrats no, say
0: she should not.
3: No, well, that's not. He, she's not saying run again. She, you're saying
2: show up and go to fundraisers, etc. Oh. Part of the problem is that she's now accompanied by Bill. And Bill's, and Bill's issues problematic. With, yes, exactly. So Although what putting she,
3: his issues on her is sexist in its own way.
2: Well, I think. it is. But she, in a in a way, kind of invited it back in nineteen ninety one, ninety two, when they yeah. were running, and she said, "I'm not going to be any little Tammy head standing by my man," and she did.
3: <laughs> she did stand by her man. But you know, I mean, I don't know. We I, put their marriage aside. You can't really judge what how why two people love each other. I honestly think they probably just have to stick together because there aren't any two people who are actually that intelligent in the world. (laughs) Who else are they gonna talk to? Um, I mean, like, for all of Bill's sexual problems, he's incredibly smart, so. Um, What was the question? Let's go back to historic
0: first, because Ricardo Laura historic first, first openly LGBT That's person right. elected in California. Right. Jared Polis, another historic first, first openly gay governor out in uh, Colorado. And then we've got Kristen Cinema, first bisexual in the U.S. Senate. Jo- Join Tammy, uh, uh, Tammy. I'm almost a like Tammy Wynette. <laughs> Tammy Wynette. Tammy
3: Baldwin. Very unlikely, from Wisconsin. being dead that she got elected, but you yeah. Know. <laughs> we'll come
0: back talking more about historic first for LGBT people when we get back after the
3: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Frank and the Rat Pack got their big start in West Hollywood up on the Sunset Strip at all the nightclubs. And, uh, Wait, are you mayor of West Hollywood? Yes, I am oh. mayor of West <laughs> Hollywood, as a matter of fact. Thank you for mentioning, because oh. I forget to my producers always. you got to mention you're the mayor. They don't all know. But um, good old Mel, what's the guy's name, the actor, the homophobic Catholic? Gibson. Mel Gibson apparently was attacking uh, Elton John for being flamboyantly homosexual in front of Frank Sinatra. And Frank Sinatra told Mel, without LGBT people, there'd be no Hollywood buddy. So back down son. Wow. Yes, which I love that story about Frank Sinatra. Yes. Plus your Frank Sinatra impression was just <laughs> spot on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, I do a better Nancy Sinatra in my boots. I will tell you, I will tell, I will tell you that. I will tell you that. Uh, but that's another story. Well, you're listening to Sidebar with John Duran, and I'm here with uh, Karen walk uh, walking Wikipedia of LGBT history, and Rance Collins, one of the co-founders of Bros for Hillary, and we're talking about 2018. And during the break, we were just chit- and back here about uh, Nancy Pelosi, the incoming Speaker of the House, and the amount of clout that she is going to exercise. Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, I mean, think about it. we got Nancy Pelosi as the incoming Speaker of the House, representing San Francisco. Adam Schiff as the incoming Chair of the House Intelligence Committee, representing West Hollywood. We've got Maxine Waters, incoming Chair of the House Banking Committee, representing South Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. We, we LGBT people have some very powerful allies about to assume very powerful positions. Yes, we do.
2: Especially Maxine subpoenaing Trump's tax records. Yes, <laughs> yes, <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> yes, And, and the it's finance gonna, committee. It's
0: going to be a year of reckoning for Donald yeah. Trump. I may,
2: mean. may I just, uh, on the Nancy Pelosi, yeah, yeah. not only is she from San Francisco and California and everybody tried to run against her, And lost, you know, as we saw. (laughs) But I don't know if you guys saw the Kennedy Center Honors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Only the Adam
0: Lambert part. (laughs) Well, hold on a second.
2: She was sitting next to Nancy Pelosi was sitting next to Cher. (laughs) They're not only friends anyway in real life. But who is supposed to be sitting in that seat?
3: Oh, yeah. That's
2: the seat reserved for the president and first lady. And who was sitting there? Nancy
0: Nancy
3: Pelosi.
2: Pelosi. Hint, hint. Three (laughs)
0: heartbeats away from the presidency, because if you don't know your U.S. Constitution, if the president and the vice president are removed, the line of secession is the speaker of the House and becomes president.
3: I like to point out something that I... I researched this to make sure. Um,
0: <laughs> I love
3: that. If for some reason the the VP were to resign or leave before the president does or be the, indicted, or be indicted <laughs> the vice president has to be confirmed by both the Senate and the House. So, just think about that.
2: I did not know that. I didn't that. know that either. The <coughs> House, yes. too, on the I did not yes. know that. Yeah.
3: According to Wik- actual Wikipedia, <laughs> <laughs> as
0: opposed to Karen Oka, it has
3: did to be not both know chambers. That. Well, I can wow. see
0: the Senate confirming whoever Knucklehead nominates, but not the House. Yeah, exactly. They're going to want a, a short choke chain on that VP.
3: They're going to want a nice lady in an orange coat and sunglasses, is what they're going to want. <laughs>
2: the, uh, did she worked those sunglasses, didn't she? <laughs> I
3: only The only thing I want in my entire life is to have a moment like that picture of her (laughs) in the the coat and the sunglasses.
0: Time magazine did a cover story on uh, evangelicals losing young evangelicals uh, from the Republican Party. That young evangelicals are believers in climate change, are believers in LGBT equality, are believers in equality for women, and they're not buying the fundamentalist... uh, you know, we're going this way. It's interesting to see how the Republican Party is going to reshape itself. It's becoming the party of ignorance and intolerance. Which is the party of Trump. Yeah, it's really sad because I'm old enough, Karen, you and I are old enough, maybe not rants, but you and I are old enough to remember a time when there was no... Out LGBT elected officials and we had to rely on our allies back in the 70s and 80s. We had to rely on our allies. We had LGBT people there just deeply closeted. Didn't come out Mm -hmm. till later. And I had Barney Frank on a few uh, weeks ago on my show and uh, somebody brought up Harvey Milk being the first out LGBT elected official and Barney said that's not true.
2: Mm, uh,
0: That's right. She was the first out LGBT elected. So sometimes our history gets it got obscured uh, by convenience. Well, for convenience, convenience, yeah, for convenience exactly. sake, yeah. But now here we are. We got eight representatives in the House of Representatives. Uh, I just came from the Victory Con- 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 uh, Conference in Washington, D.C., and over 600 L- wow. L- LGBT electeds all over the country.
1: Oh,
2: well, my. and who work on, you know, obviously mainstream things. I mean, right. David Cicilline, let's not forget, was one of the leaders uh, after the Pulse nightclub and all the shooting. He is so of uh, pro-gun uh, reform, gun control, if if we can say that. Um, and he was one of the leaders who took over the well of the House of Representatives for that sit-in, if you re- wow. remember, with John Lewis and, and all of them. But the... the so we have... Obviously, interest in other issues than that's LGBT right. equality. With Emma Zabura, Gonzalez.
0: Emma Gonzalez is a great example.
2: That's right. It was bisexual. And I did a, an interview with her. And she said there are LGBT people throughout the March for Our Lives movement. Right. Is David
0: Hogg openly gay? I know he's going to Harvard, the guy, yeah, Parkland I shooting don't, guy.
2: I don't know that he's. All right.
0: We just wish he was because he's
2: yeah, cute. I mean, yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. Are, let's not start any rumors.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I did not get that. I got that. You know, Emma was kind of like the person who was, right. you know, up in in front there. But, you know, let's not forget, I mean, Rick Zabur, for instance, who's the executive director of uh, Equality California, mm-hmm. came out of the environmental movement. It I does. mean, he was a partner with Latham Watkins or something, but he did their environmental mm-hmm. uh, justice uh, uh, litigation, and now he runs... Uh, Equality California. He was just honored by the uh, League of Conservation Voters. And Ricardo to get back to Ricardo as insurance commissioner he is going to be looking at conversion therapy fraud wow. issues.
0: Wow. You know this is a good idea. I should the have trouble, Ricardo come on the show and, industry, and talk about his agenda. That's, yeah.
2: You know yeah. I did an inter-cover story with him and we talked extensively about yeah, that.
0: Usually he calls me to help get reservations at the Abbey. <laughs> But maybe I can get him to come on my show instead. That's the kind of power that John wields around here, guys. Incredible power from La Brea to Doheny. Yeah, that's right. All right, you are listening to uh, New Channel Q and Sidebar with John Duran. We'll be back after top of the hour.
3: Post your
0: free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, now we're having clearly... Oh, I love the chipmunks. Thank you Jason for finding the chipmunks All the anxiety to bring us back. You're listening to Sidebar with John Duran here on Channel Q broadcasting in San Francisco, Sacramento, Los Angeles, Palm Springs, Las Vegas, Phoenix and Houston and we are capping off 2018 with my guest Karen Oakum from the Los Angeles Blade and, and noted journalist for our community for decades and decades and Rance Collins, millennial, talking uh, founder of Bros for Hillary and we're millennial. talking politics and things and I just want to point out out. We got a big first coming up because the Rose Parade is coming up. And what gay man has not fantasized about being the Rose Parade queen? I have. Certainly, I know many others have.
3: That must be a California thing. It
0: must be a California <laughs> thing. But we have our first LGBT Rose Parade queen this year correct
2: yes and she also wears glasses and it's jewish which is there are three firsts there
0: wow that's
3: amazing when we break barriers we don't want to just break one yes. <laughs> we want to check off as many boxes we as we send can. in
0: the lesbian jew with glasses yeah. <laughs> just break right through three ceilings all at once that's awesome i'm going to try to contact her and get her on the show she that's a, a historic first that's really cool well i guess it you know you imagine since there's lgbt proms and love, of same-sex prom dates going on and things uh, why not have it well, out and,
2: and let's remember she's not the first lgbt related person involved in the in the uh Rose Parade. Well, the
0: AIDS Healthcare Foundation yes. has had a float, at least for yes. the last 10 Elizabeth years. Elizabeth
2: Taylor, I think they started with a, a float commemorating Elizabeth Taylor right. after she died. And ACT UP, remember, uh, disrupted the Rose Parade. I remember that, Back yeah. in the day, you know. Yeah.
3: Say, also, oh. there's... The fact that no parade has ever gone on without a gay man being involved. That is true. true.
2: (laughs) Who do you think picks the flowers in the first place? (laughs) Or came up with the theme. You can't
0: have the Oscars or the Rose Parade without gay men being involved. That's right. Oscars,
2: who's going to,
0: who's... Oh my, we got...
2: Kevin Hart, you know, who's going to... Stand in. Who's stepping up to uh, replace him now? I have they,
3: no idea. They, I think they're scrambling. They yeah, were they not. Scrambling. They did not have a backup plan for this situation. Well, that was although a... going with an LGBT person would be a great response to that. Again. Who would
2: you pick? Wanda Sykes? Somebody? Wanda would
3: Sykes would be would be a great choice. Uh, I think that maybe people should start picking Kate McKinnon to host things. Oh, um, She'd be great. Kate McKinnon's hilarious. She holds up SNL on her back right yeah. now. And, uh, and she's a
0: lesbian. Well, uh, is she really? Yeah. Well, I vote for Ryan Gosling.
3: Okay, he just goes with the hot guy. Well, he doesn't gonna, think about the progress okay, in the I, situation there's, at all. There's hope let's go with the gay. hot
0: white male. Yes, Thanks, uh, John. Ryan, <laughs> Re- Ryan Reynolds. Oh my God, how much sleep have I lost over Ryan Reynolds? I met him once. He's very tall. He's very tall. That's in great, person. John.
2: Okay, <laughs> back to so your review. review. Speaking
3: of Oscars, though, I mean there have been quite a few barriers broken this the year. The Black Panther. Yeah, Black Panther Hottest is the highest-grossing movie of the year. Seven hundred million dollars of the highest grossing movies of all time and it has a uniformly black cast
0: yeah, yeah and the concern true. was whether an all-black cast whether whites would cross over to see it clearly it happened because yeah. aren't all black dollars
2: and heroes too yeah.
0: i saw it i loved it
2: wakanda oh
0: karen's forever. doing the wakanda salute <laughs> here in the studio village. it was okay. almost
3: as good as john's frank sinatra impression. <laughs> thank you thank very
0: you. much and what
3: and about rich
2: uh, crazy rich, rich asians Yeah. 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 And another
3: again, great little movie and uh, all Asian cast. Yeah. And uh, it made money not just from Asians.
0: That's yeah. the thing. It's... What about my people? We get the Frito Bandito and Chihuahuas. That's our presentation. In well, the no, movies. no,
2: no, no. Boy erased did very well. It's an independent I seen it. Lionsgate, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and i mean it's an extraordinary film it's all about conversion therapy oh. uh, based on a real story um and you know the other thing that's it's not just about conversion therapy it's about the relationship between this this young man and his religious family the father is a pastor and the mother is uh you know Uh, Also very religious, and they wind up uh, being able to transcend the anti-LGBT hatred. Right. Even though you know he goes to uh, to this conversion therapy camp. Um, Who's the actor
0: who plays the
2: Lucas
3: Hedges? Yes, Mm -hmm. uh Nicole Kidman's his
0: mom. Russell
3: Crowe's the dad. Oh, and
2: they're so good.
0: Nicole Kidman must be extraordinary.
2: Oh, they both are. And And she was
0: married to a gay man.
2: Uh-huh. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> who was in the best uh, mission impossible film this year is what i'm hearing you know there i don't know how many more he can do of those things where he does his own stunts but everybody's raving about that well, he made some a,
3: kind of deal with the devil because he doesn't age you know
2: oh he does <laughs> oh he does and scientology thanks to leah remini
3: Oh my gosh! That show uh, is, is so good.
2: Yeah, is being devastated uh, by all the publicity. People are, you know, that they also go for conversion therapy. That is mm-hmm. one of the things, mm-hmm. and you have to pay up the wazoo for that. Anything it's in junks. that religion. Everything is religion, you know, quote unquote.
3: Wow. Yeah, exactly. I, it, between Leah Rimini and her nails, she's just taking it down I one step the at a time. Friend is, uh, J-Lo. JLo, she's I in that, that movie with I JLo. J-Lo. Slap, that. slap. Uh, yeah. I love that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to go take a quick break for commercial and song. We'll be back uh, here on the new channel Q Oh, Jason, thank you for finding Judy Garland's all Lang Syne there in the uh, YouTube. I uh, love that. You're listening to the new channel, Q and Sidebar with John Duran. And we are reminiscing about 2018, and what a year for trans visibility. Trans visibility everywhere. The military, sports, elected office. Uh, it's been quite a year for the transgender community.
2: Well, yeah, and, and not to forget that California... The state of California and Equality California are plaintiffs in one of the four transgender lawsuits, uh, lawsuits against Trump's proposed transgender ban. And what just happened recently um, was that the Trump administration, the uh, Justice Department, went directly to the Supreme Court and said, hey, We want you to lift these injunctions because we have an emergency. We need to have this transgender ban
0: now. People are going to shower together, for God's (laughs) sakes.
2: They're
0: they're, going to pee next to each other. This is a crisis. Well, just
2: like there was a crisis with the caravan at the border and they had to send the military down to the boat. The military couldn't do anything until Trump said, well, if they throw rocks at you, you have my permission to shoot them what are you talking about? Yep. But look, you know, that trans caravan that he talked about so much during the midterms mm-hmm. and then nothing, nothing at after. all, yep. uh, you know, had uh, an LGBT contingent. Um, and one of the, when we're talking about these two kids who have died uh, in the custody of border patrol, these two, you know, from Yeah, yeah, 103 temperature, Preceding that was a transgender uh, woman, um, Roxana Hernandez from uh, Guatemala. Uh, wait, she's. Is El Salvador? No, uh, uh, Honduras, actually, oh, okay. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's 33 and HIV positive, and she was an asylum seeker, for heaven's sake. God heaven. So she went to a border point to turn herself in, which is what you're supposed to do. They took her into custody. She wound up being sick. They sent her to one of these private now-run hospitals where she wound up dying. Mm-hmm. So the uh, I think it was the ACLU um, saw it, uh, through a Freedom of Information Act, the reports about her, uh, how she was cared for, quote-unquote, in mm-hmm. custody, and found that she had the crap beaten out of her. Mm-hmm when she was in custody before she died. It wasn't just AIDS-related. It wasn't just freezing to death. Uh-huh. It wasn't from all those complications. It was also, uh, you know, there there was her being beaten to death also contributed to her death. Bambi uh, Salcido, who was the founder of a Trans-Latina Coalition here in Los Angeles, uh, held up uh, a rally after we found out about her death Um, And she's become sort of a poster person, if you will, for LGBT asylum seekers, but especially trans people Mm. who, (laughs) if they're sent back to their country from which they are fleeing, they will die. Well, now we're finding out they're going to die here, too, Mm -hmm. because of Trump's, uh, you know, negligence about what even asylum means.
0: Well, fortunately, the Congress has the power of the purse. Right. So Nancy Pelosi will get to start to weigh in on some of these debates. It's not all the the
2: administration. That's the House. You know, and you need the Senate. You need an override veto because, you know, Trump is only catering to his small core. Uh, build the wall core hmm. uh, so he'd veto anything like that and he doesn't he's stupid let's be honest he's <laughs> ignorant
0: he is ignorant and
2: yes. uh and he doesn't mean. read and cruel he doesn't
0: read briefings he doesn't no. read position right. papers he doesn't read analysis right. he goes all on his 78 year old gut
2: well and yeah. and additionally um uh, somebody once used this phrase which i think applies to him he's emotionally autistic
3: yeah. That is an excellent description. He
2: has no
0: concept. Mm-hmm. He was just with the troops in Iraq and try to make it a campaign speech. Yeah. He's there with troops who are both Republican, Democrat, and Independent, who don't have the ability to protest or dissent from the commander-in-chief but have to sit there and listen to his dribble.
2: And he exposed Navy a mm-hmm. Navy SEAL Team, SEAL Team 5, he was in a video with them and they, you know, presumed they're with the commander in chief. Yeah. He released that video on on uh, Twitter I think it was yep. and exposed them. So they now have to swap out a SEAL team. This one already. This is in, you know, this is on the front lines here. This is in Iraq. And he's I mean that's how I kept waiting for him to toss paper towels. Do You know <laughs> what I mean? It's,
3: yeah. But her emails.
2: But her emails (laughs) and Ivanka's emails, Uh, oh, her private server doesn't count. It's not the same. Or
0: Donald Trump's private cell phone doesn't count. I mean, that's the other breach in security. Yeah, no,
3: they only – it is very, very clear that Republicans only care about those things when Democrats do something that they perceive to be –
2: Yeah. Benghazi, how long—I mean, Hillary, you're a Hillary fan, sat for 11, 11 hours. 11 hours and didn't break. And didn't break and at the end went, you know, as if she was dusting <laughs> off the dead <laughs> or something. Uh, Enough with this. I yep. mean,
3: and then meanwhile, Kavanaugh, in his hearing, breaks down in like a minute. <laughs>
2: Well, we'll have to see. You know, John Roberts was at that Kennedy Center's honor Mm -hmm. and was dancing away at all the music. It'll be interesting to see if he becomes the new Kennedy.
0: I think he's on his way. I think he knows the history of the court. He knows the the history of the court. That's more important than Donald Trump. And he's got a sense. Donald Trump's going to come and go as an aberration. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. We'll see what happens with the Mueller reports. They're due to be released in February. It's Mueller.
3: Really? Yes. (laughs) Just letting you know, M U E L L E R. It's pronounced Muller.
0: Well, I say it with right. my Hispanic accent, Mueller.
3: <laughs> is that <laughs> is that how that goes? Whatever. Right?
0: Whatever. I'm going to double down on it and say I'm right. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the reports have to show and whether the Republicans are going to stand by their man. Speaking of Tammy, why not? Or cut and uh, decide to like cut their losses while they can.
3: That is all going to depend on what his favorability ratings are with the Republican Party. Well, I think
0: in part. But I mean, if it turns out that there's bad money flowing between Russia and the United States and the Trump imp- empire and uh, just complete and total corruption, which I believe is what's going to I shown, think we've
3: already shown that. Yeah, but Yes.
0: <laughs> then where does Marco Rubio go in Florida? Where does Lindsey Graham in South Carolina go? Where do these mm-hmm. Republicans who really, I think, at bottom line, do care about the rule of law? Ultimately, where do they go? But, you know,
3: I th- I feel like some of the people you're mentioning, particularly Lindsey Graham, keep showing us over and over again that they care more about power than they do about the rule of law. And ultimately, as long as the Republican— constituents are supporting him and he has that high favorability rating within the Republican Party, the Republicans in office aren't going to do anything because they want to hold their power. Well, then they they don't want to
2: be primaried is what it is.
0: Well, then they will lose the Senate in 2020.
2: Well, they will. And
0: they've got far more seats at risk. And that will be the ultimate destruction of the Republican Party. They'll have lost the House. They'll lose the Senate. And hopefully they lose the White House.
2: Well, and I think that when you're talking about the Republican Party, you know, that's a today, that's a misnomer. Mm -hmm. You know, there is no Republican Party as we used to know the Republican Party. You worked with Log Cabin. I did. I've reported on Log Cabin Republicans. They had principles back in the day. Small government, you know, fiscal conservatives, but socially liberal, you know, and they wanted equality. It was, uh, you know, a a Republican uh, Log Cabin Republican lawsuit in 2004 that wound up starting to unravel this don't ask don't tell uh, situation so this is not the Republican Party
0: we'll we be have. back right after commercial break or you're listening to us here on the new Channel Q Yes, kids, it is the last show of 2018. You're listening to Sidebar with John Duran and my guest today, Karen Oakham, LGBT Wikipedia historian and Rance Collins, bros for Hillary. And this is our last eight minute segment with my guest. So I guess we should talk about 2020 because all of 2019 will be gearing up for the successor to Donald Trump, hopefully. What do you all think?
3: Just to clarify, she's not a Wikipedia historian.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right.
2: Thank you, bro. (laughs) Thank
0: you, bro. All right. Thank you, bro.
2: Yeah, um, no, good. Thanks. Yeah, no problem, man. (laughs) (laughs) Too much weight to bear there.
0: (laughs) All right. So what are we thinking? I mean, people are saying it's got to be a woman at the top of the ticket. Other people are saying you're not going to carry the corn belt and the rust belt if there's a woman at the top of the ticket. And really, the election is going to be won in Wisconsin, Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania. Those are the key states. Let's play electoral map, right? We know what's going to happen on the West Coast. We know what's going to happen in the eastern seaboard. We know it's going to be deep and dark blue. How do we get the electoral votes at the end of the day? We got to make sure Trump doesn't squeak through an electoral victory. How do we appeal to the Midwest and those states that we need to flip? Well
3: I feel I I am very passionate about having a woman on the ticket in twenty twenty.
2: Like this guy.
3: Um I (laughs) thank you. I like you too. Um I feel as if if we don't have a woman on the ticket, then we have learned nothing from the last few years. Because the last few years have all been about, uh, from Me Too to Time's Up to Hillary Clinton's defeat, all of that has been about the fact that there is this systemic sexism and misogyny in our culture. And 2016 showed us that. It showed us the huge racial divides we have, and we need a person of color and a woman on the ticket in 2020 all
0: right so Stacey abrams in georgia and ron gilliam in florida really show that when you've got people of color on the statewide tickets that people of color will turn out and vote in historic numbers Mm -hmm. but what is the better strategy to go that and attract more women and people of color to the polls to try to flip those key swing states or do we try to get back the working class democrats who voted for donald trump the thing is i don't
3: I don't think the working class, quote unquote, Democrats are the future of our country. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings here, but the white man is going to be in the minority in this country within a decade or two. Why are we going after them when people of color are the growing populations in our country? The white man don't care about the policies that the Democrats are putting forth. They only care about losing their power as white men. It would be immoral, in my opinion, to succumb to that.
0: Karen, what do you say?
2: Well, I, he just said a lot. Um,
0: he always does. That's why
2: I invited him. <laughs> That's why um, I invited him. I I think that you just actually articulated why... Uh, why it would be important to reach out to white straight men because they are afraid, and this is who Trump is talking to yeah. of losing that white male privilege. Um, I mean, you know, but they're also in the in the Rust Belt, as as you were talking about, and in in flyover country, as <laughs> some people say on on the two coasts. Um, you know, look—they're human beings who have lost their jobs and their incomes, and don't see there,
0: a future for their kids. Don't see de- a way. And
2: you know, they're, the old ways are dying. Which is the—the the mm-hmm. man was the provider. You know, women are are just as—you know—you have single. Uh, mothers uh, you know who with kids and they're still looking for daycare I mean all those themes of that film nine to five still apply uh, you know flex hours equal pay mm-hmm. I mean there's a story today about uh, how uh, Emily Blunt is earning nine million dollars to the rocks twenty million dollars and they're co-stars in this stupid film uh, you know, I think pay equity, which mm-hmm. Billie Jean King, by the way, started, you wanted me to talk sports. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for our one sport reference.
3: The-
2: throwback
3: yeah. sports reference.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, she had, there was a film, remember? Uh, yes, last okay, year. Yes, I so thought, I'm it still awesome. in the in the milieu here. But anyway, I mean, she started talking about pay equity, and I think that that is going to take on even more meaning, mm-hmm. and I think that some of the uh, presidential candidates because that's also where republicans are losing out it's more on the economy and morality around trump well and the i have Republican to put on suburban women
0: i'm going to put on my naleo hat for a second since so yes. i'm the national chairman of the national association of yes. latino elected officials donald trump doubled down on build a wall anti-immigrant to do a transactional policy trying to attract his typical base voters he has alienated generations of Latino voters and we saw huge Latino turnout in Arizona in Texas in California Mm -hmm. and unfortunately they are playing really bad politics in the long term and I think that it's really important for me to have a Latino on the ticket Mm -hmm. I really want Julian (laughs) Gonzalez in Texas or somebody uh, on the ticket to help bring out so we got all these competing visions right you want a woman on the ticket. You're saying people of color historically It means black. I'm saying Latino. Well, you got two spots on the ticket, right? So, how do we as Democrats, I'm not assuming we're do all you mean Democrats Julian here. Castro. Yeah, Julian Castro. Yeah, sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, and not you. to forget You're that, right. you know, Eric Garcetti may be in the mix. Yeah. Who is. Who's
0: multi-racial, multi-ethnic, multi racial, multi ethnic, multi everything. And, yeah,
2: and, you know, let's just and cover Jewish. all the bases. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and has, you know, run a city, uh, you know, It'll be interesting to see if he does wind up throwing his hat in the ring. Yeah, Uh,
0: Look, whoever it is, we just got to come together as a coalition of people and put aside individual agendas to do what's for the greater good of the nation. That's what I think. Yeah,
3: well, obviously, whoever's on the Democratic ticket in 2020...
0: Know, look, it's the good way Lord! Please don't be
3: Bernie Sanders. Anyone uh, who's on the ticket in 2020, I'm going to.
0: Support. Iowa goes first. Sadly, Iowa goes first. So the very first filter.
2: Well, what do you through... think of Amy Klobuchar, who's from Minnesota?
0: I love Amy Klobuchar. She's great. She's really brilliant. She's. I love Kamala Harris. Great. She's really brilliant too. You know, I love Elizabeth in New York. She's brilliant too. Yes. Elizabeth. Yes.
2: The Elizabeth Warren. Uh, board.
0: Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, Massachusetts. Thank yeah. you. Uh, the one from New York's brilliant, too, though. Uh, Kristen Kirsten, Kirsten Gillibrand. Yeah. They're all brilliant but, women.
2: But all three of those women uh, have sort of marks against them in mm-hmm. a way with the progressive coalition because you have kirsten jellybrand uh was the one who pushed uh, al franken out yeah, yeah, yeah. so people are upset about that you have elizabeth warren uh, doing that dna test so to prove
0: not a so smart move not a smart move
2: we are coming Kamala to the harris and the dna with this guy uh who was proven innocent and she didn't test yeah. the DNA.
0: We're coming mm. to the end of our hour, kids, our two hours. I want to thank Karen Oakham and Rance Collins for joining us and doing this 2018 election year wrap-up. Will you guys come back in 2019? <laughs> Absolutely.
3: I mean, if you ask. <laughs> I will ask. It has been
0: wonderful having you here. Thank you, Joe. Uh, we're almost ready to wrap up the year, kids. We'll be back right after this short commercial break. We are three days away from the beginning of 2019. We are a less than a week away from House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. So how to finish off this year? Well, you know what? I told you last week I wasn't going to talk about Donald Trump, and how can we not, when he was the major disruption throughout the year of 2018? But you know what, Donald Trump? There's a reality show that follows a script, and then there's something called real life. And real life has consequences, sir. And you are about to see what happens when a reckoning comes around, because we're not following your script in 2019, and you reap as you have sown and you have sown discord and hatred and divisiveness and you have imperiled lgbt people and immigrants and women under your reign and you have played a game of transaction you have thought that by playing the game of transaction that you were going to be successful cuz why not that's how you did business Of course, you bankrupted yourself and your company six times. You left behind a trail of unpaid people, a trail of a university that shut down because it was conducting fraud, a trail of people betrayed by you. And you are becoming quickly the most hated president in the history of the United States. And it's all because of what you say. And what you do. And eventually, the American people are very tolerant and we're very patient. But there comes a time when really our legacy and our history and our values and our principles are far more important than any one man or any one woman. And that reckoning is coming, sir. Can you feel the walls closing in? Robert Mueller is coming, and his reports are ready to be released in February. And Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, she will be in charge starting next week with a gain of 40 seats in the U.S. House, with more women elected to the Congress than ever before, and with LGBT people sitting prominently in positions of power and the reckoning is coming. There are Muslims now in the US Congress. There are Native Americans who are having their native land spoiled by you and your fat rich cats trying to get rich off oil fields that are actually under sacred Indian grounds. And there is a reckoning coming from immigrants from all over the world who have found this country to be a haven and a place for sanctuary and new life. And instead, you have turned it into a separation and destruction of families and children and the values that we hold dear. But Lady Liberty and the Statue of Liberty and the other feminine iconic figures that represent this nation, they're about to be cause and concern for you as the reckoning occurs, because ultimately this will be settled not only in the public debate, sir, which is where you think it's all the beginning and the end, but in the federal courts. And you even took on the Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court over the issue of whether they're Republicans or Democrats or just justices of the rule of law and order. And ultimately, you will be disgraced and disdained for all time as the biggest aberration to ever hit the United States. And maybe even more importantly, for us to be reminded of really what is important, equality and liberty and justice. And because we had to, as a nation, go through an experience with somebody like you, because let's look at it realistically. It could get worse. You could be just the harbinger of politics to come. There could be others who try to model your vulgarity and your disdain for people who are different and your obscenity and awful way that you treat people. You could just be the beginning of other presidents and other candidates who would look and resemble you Or in the alternative, the people could prevail and put an end to politics that you've created. And just like Prop 187 did in California, in California there was a time when we had bipartisans, we had moderate Republicans, we had people in both parties. But because of Prop 187, an anti-immigrant initiative, it forever changed the face of California, turning it into the deepest, darkest, bluest state with two women in the U.S. Senate and people of color prominent in all statewide elected officials. That is the California story. And so goes California. So goes the nation, as they say. So Donald Trump, get ready for 2019. It is going to be a year of reckoning, sir. And we will all be here making sure that the rule of law does prevail, that you are brought maybe to the end of a term prior to 2020 if uh, we have our way, and we're going to make sure that justice prevails. And Mike Pence, you and your Christian values, you're right in there too. And if it turns out that you are as corrupt and as deceitful as Donald Trump, you too will go down in 2019 and 2020. And maybe we end up with another historic first where the Speaker of the House becomes the President of the United States as our Constitution outlies. Because when the President and the Vice President are corrupt and unfit, the founders found a way that the people's representative would prevail ultimately in the end. And guess what? she's a she and maybe we end up with our first woman president by default by the constitution and by the rule of law and that would be the ultimate form of justice donald trump so a happy new year to all of you who love justice who love the rule of law who love our american values of equality of dignity of liberty and of justice. Happy new year to all of you. We will keep our focus crystal clear. We've got a lot of work to do kids. November 5th was just one day in the election, but the work is just beginning because whatever we do in 2019, will set the stage for 2020 and the generations to come. And I don't know about you and me, But let's all think that not only does our nations and our national politics require our attention, but the fate of the world, because the planet is getting hotter, the storms are getting stronger, the oceans are getting more polluted, and the United States, either we lead on these issues, or by default, the world takes steps back into regression. And it has been and will always be our nation's role to make sure that in the end, the dignity of all human beings and the preservation of the planets, the diversity that exists on the planet prevails and continues to exist. And I'm in. How about you? I think you are too. So Happy New Year 2018, you were a bear and a bitch, and I am so glad to be saying bye-bye to 2018 with the hope that in 2019 we will continue to build the foundation to how our nation will look in the upcoming generations and years ahead, because we didn't come this far as LGBT people to just drop the ball now on the 10-yard line. There, another sport reference, we're going to cross the goal. Happy New Year, all. We'll see you in 2019. Sidebar with John Duran and Channel Q.